your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. So we're wondering what could possibly be learned from this. They've shown absolutely no willingness to reconcile up until this point. And I'm not sure how honesty is burning bridges. You know, silence only allows the abuser to abuse, right? The one group of people that could have helped or stopped this from happening were the very people that were, in, that were encouraging it to happen. Some of the way that they were acting or behaving definitely felt to me as though, unfortunately, that stereotyping was causing a bit of a barrier to them really sort of, you know, introducing or welcoming her in. Well, American actress, divorced, biracial, there's, there's all different parts to that and what that can mean. As Prince Harry there in his uh, recent famous TV interview talking about his family. So how could Harry and the Royals mend relationships and what could it mean for other families? Have you been in a position where certain members of the family don't get on? How did you resolve it? We'd love your advice on that. And joining us this morning is psychotherapist Helen Brown. Good morning to you, Helen. How are you doing? Good morning, Joe. Good to talk to you. How are you? Good. So firstly, what do you make of what Harry has had to say about no effort being made from his perspective, anyway, the way he sees it, to resolve issues? Who should make the effort and how? So it's very difficult to obviously compare Harry's situation to any of our own situations. We all have difficulties in a family. If you have a family, there's going to be difficulties from time to time. Thankfully, most of us don't have our difficulties broadcast on, you know, the world's airwaves and on telly and in best-selling books. Um, imagine if you were taken out in full-page ad in the leader every time you had an argument with one with one of your family members. It'd be, it'd be very difficult to resolve that. So Harry is in a place right now where he feels really serious hurt. And like a lot of family people, he feels hurt because something has changed in his life. His life has changed fundamentally. He has a new wife. He has children of his own now. And all of the experiences that have led up to this are causing him a lot of hurt because he feels that that change and those new people, particularly his wife, haven't been welcomed by his family, by his family of origin. Right. And that's very common. So when conflict occurs, I would say, look for where the change has happened just before that conflict. And we're quite, you know, we're very good at ceremony in Ireland. We're very good at weddings. We're very good at funerals. We're very good at family events. But sometimes we don't take a moment to say, what has changed in this family? Are there new people we should be welcoming more or making feel more welcome? Um, are there children growing up and becoming adults and we're not acknowledging that? I mean, we had a long time during COVID where we weren't able to acknowledge anything in a formal way because we missed out on graduations and all sorts of events. So if you have a family member and there's a problem of some kind, there's a difficulty of some kind, you kind of have to ask yourself, well, what do you want to happen? Because as adults, when we grow up, we have to learn how to do our relationships with our family in a new way because we don't live with them anymore. Mm. So, Helen, I mean, Harry wants to resolve things, but says the ball is in their court. But is that how it works? The person who wants to resolve things can leave the ball in the other person or people's court? I wouldn't say so. I wouldn't say so. So, I mean, you know, in therapy and counselling, if someone is with me and they've got a difficulty with a family member, they want to resolve that. Uh, generally speaking, I would be asking them what they want to do and we would be discussing options. 
So we might say, you know, what do you want to happen? What do you want the relationship to look like going forward? There's three things really involved in resolving a conflict. The first one is that. What do you want to happen? The second one is you have to be allow yourself, if you like, to feel the hurt of what has happened. Just yourself. Or perhaps talking about it with trusted people in your own life. And then the third thing is you have to be willing to see things from the perspective of the other person as well. Because resolving a conflict is a bit like a negotiation. And in a negotiation, we have to be able to see things from the other person's perspective or we're not going to get anywhere. So for somebody to say, I'm upset and I'm hurt and you've hurt me and you've behaved badly, but you're the one who has to resolve it, that's not usually how things happen. Because the other person might not even be aware. Now, the royal family clearly must be aware that Harry is hurt and that he wants to resolve things. But, you know, we, we can't know what's going on there. But in your own family... If you have a situation with a sibling, potentially, or another family member, it's important to say, can I sit down with that person and say, look, I really feel really hurt, but here's what I want to happen going forward. I want to stay in a relationship with you. I want you to be in my life. I want you to be in my children's lives. So to say, to feel the hurt, but then say, what's next? How can we go forward from this point onwards? Right. We're chatting to psychotherapist uh, Helen Brown. So... When nobody's making the first move, how does somebody on one side get to the point that they do or they can or how would they go about it? So one of the things I would suggest would be um, if it's a long-term conflict and you haven't been in touch with the person for a while, I would suggest writing to them. And not writing to them with all your list of stuff that that has happened and all the hurts and all the pain, but certainly writing and saying, listen, I've been thinking about this. It's been causing me a lot of upset. I don't want to lose you. I want you in my life. And that's the first The only part. thing I'd say about that, though, is the minute you commit something like that to writing, I mean, it's a bit mm-hmm. like an email, isn't it? Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. send an email, then people have a tendency to pour over that email and put all sorts of constructions on it because oh, it generally doesn't Joe, have tone. I couldn't agree with you more and I would I would clarify. I'm asking I'm suggesting writing to the person as an in as a first step to getting a sit down meeting, an in person meeting with that person. And in fact I would go further and I would say don't ever put the hurts and the pain and the content of your hurt, if you like, the detail in writing. Even in a text and in fact, I would advise that I advise that with my couples, <clears throat> excuse me, I work with couples as well in relationship therapy. And I would say to them to avoid saying things to each other in a text or in an email, because that lasts forever. Mm. And then, you you know, you might say, I remember when such as my Auntie Jo said this, this and this to me years ago, and I never forget that. That's fine. But if you've got it in writing, you can refer to it forever. Yeah. So no, absolutely, and, and, and I would agree does, with does, you. Does that also apply to phone conversations, you know, or video calls? Because, again, I presume mm-hmm. if you're not in the same room, you miss nonverbal cues, you can easily you can. miss tone, you know, th- things that do make a difference. I absolutely agree. And, and body language is very important. Very important. And you remember that this is about, we're talking about families here. So you know the person you're talking to. You know their expressions. You know their body language. You know how how they move their hands and how they arrange their facial features and what that's telling you. And doing that in person is always going to be a million times better than doing it any other way. So the initial contact can be in, in writing, but it simply is initial contact to get together, if you like. Um, and, and the other point being that 
it can often be layers, can't it? It can not just be one issue. And the current issue might be the final straw that led to the complete breakdown. And also, they can go back decades in some cases. Decades, absolutely. And go, and this is, and, and you know, Harry is very much, it has been said in other, you know, in other coverage of the situation that he's very stuck. Um, because he's a traumatised person, he's been through an awful trauma in his life with his mother's death. So, yes, it can go back decades, but, but that's another thing as well. Just to remember that when you're dealing with a family member that you've known for a long, long time, you have to kind of ask yourself, are your expectations of them realistic? You know, if a family member always does something, always says something, always does things a certain way, and they've been doing the things that way for 30 years, chances are they're not going to change that now. So it's really important that you ask yourself, what is it that I want from this person? What's realistic for me to want from them? And how can I go about you know, having a realistic, real relationship with them um, that isn't going to be perfect, but it's going to work so that we can still be in each other's lives. Yeah, we're talking to psychotherapist Helen Brown. And when it comes to, you know, the, the Harry, Meghan, royal family rift, um, mm. the, the fact that you have a number of parties involved, I mean, Harry's mm. the one doing the current you know, interviews, but... There are people on both sides, on his side, Megan and his direct family and, and, and her family. And, and then on mm. the other side, you have William and you have Kate, mm. and you have all of the people yeah. involved. It, it, trying to resolve it just, and, and I suppose, again, just to go back to your point, you know, we often have quite big families in Ireland as well. It can oh, really be so. very tricky, can't it? Very much so. And in fact, what has happened now, I and mean, I know, I mean, I think we know that the book was in was in motion before the Queen died. But in fact, it has been my experience, and I think other people would say this as well, that when a big major change occurs in the family, like the matriarch there or the patriarch dies, it kind of all bets are off. You know, people will say things they wouldn't have said before. Conflict can come out because the kind of the, the lid or the leadership, if you like, in a way, is gone. So, I mean, how to go about resolving that? I mean, it, it, the, what you've just mentioned there, the layers and the relationships and the different people involved. And remember that the media are involved in the royal family's lives as well, in a way that they're not, thankfully, as I said, involved in our lives. So I wouldn't even know how to, how they would go about it. But I would say this, if a per, if any family knows what they want to happen and there are clear parameters of how to do it going forward, what the structures of the relationship will be, how they will meet, when they will meet, at what events they will meet, it is possible, it is possible to resolve and right. to have some uh, level of functionality in the relationship. Well, because I heard um, in that really interesting interview that Patrick Keelty did with Tommy Tiernan at the weekend, mm. Um, mm. Uh, Paddy made a comment at one stage, you know, I think burying things has got a bad name. And, and I mean, it's, <laughs> it felt to me that what he was saying was there are some things that if you are going to progress may not be resolve, that you have to just put them to one side if you're interested in restoring a relationship. 
I absolutely agree. I think you're absolutely right. These days, and, and Harry is saying this too, isn't he? He's saying, this is my truth and I need to tell my truth. And no badness can ever come from me, you know, giving you all the detail of all the ways my family has hurt me. And I don't agree with that. I think most therapists wouldn't. In therapy, remember, we're dealing with individuals. It's a safe space for people to explore what has happened to them, their experiences. But what to do with that and, and how to express that beyond that is a, is a tricky business. I would say that there absolutely are things in all of our lives that need attention and compassion from ourselves and from our trusted people. But that's perhaps where they might need to stay. In order to move on with difficult relationships with people, we, we have to accept their imperfections and their behaviour and their foibles, we might need to put things aside and say, well, yes, I want this person in my life, so I'm willing to accept the things they say or the things that they do or things they've done in the past. Yeah. And, and, and accept, accept, and accept that, you know, no one's perfect, including Absolutely. myself, you know, in, in that situation. And myself, Joe. Absolutely. Um, and remember that, you know, most most families are, are trying to do their best. Most families will have conflict. They will have conflict at times of change. That is when it occurs, when new partners come in. I mean, you know, Harry's a classic younger brother, you know, in the in the theoretical sense. You know, if you've got a younger brother and he's a bit of a messer and he was always breaking your stuff and then suddenly he's an adult and he has a wife and children and a house and a job, it's hard to see that role changing and to and and you can inadvertently we can all inadvertently if you like disrespect our siblings and our family members when we want them to stay in the role that we have in our heads that they yeah. occupy and yeah. um, okay. so we have to acknowledge that change change happens and we have to kind of get right. on board with that right right really interesting well listen thank you very much i think that will help people who might be finding that they're dealing with relationship issues within their own families at the moment that's psychotherapist Helen Brown. Your views, your news, your limerick today with Joe Nash on Live 95.